Oklahoma State fell to TCU on Tuesday, 77-73. to I'm going to give you a Big 12 basketball update. And the 2022 NFL Scouting Combine invites win out today. Three Cowboys that got invited and one massive snub. All on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes. Your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Linda Godfrey. You can find my work on Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life newsletter. I am an obnoxious Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter to see all that obnoxiousness. At Lindellians, you can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter. Or find the show on the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked on Pokes. So we got to touch on it. The Oklahoma State Cowboys fell to TCU 77-73. to That's really unfortunate because I got quite cocky with the Locked on Horn Frogs host um, prior to that game. So that's my bad. I may have uh, aided karma in that one, and I apologize for that. The Cowboys couldn't quite complete a comeback on Tuesday. And I'm once again staring at the stat sheet, at, at the team stats, and wondering how in the hell we lost this game. And there's a there's a clear answer. But just to break it down, the Cowboys led in field goal percentage, in three-point percentage. Cowboys had more steals. They had more blocks. And they had six less turnovers than TCU. This game came down to two things, free throws and rebounds. TCU out-rebounded the Cowboys by 13. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State had six more fouls called against them. TCU hit 18 of 23 free throws, whereas the Cowboys hit 5 of 10. That's just not going to cut it. If you're going to get to the free throw line only 10 times in a game, you've got to hit more than 50% of them. I, I just don't know what else to say besides we have to make free throws. They're giving you a shot. It's a gift-wrapped free attempt at a basket nobody in your face you can practice them until you're blue in the face I don't understand you know like I said there's not much more I can say besides we have to make those free throws TCU the Horn Frogs were shooting sub 70% from the line entering the game they hit 78% of their free throws against Oklahoma State which is very similar to when we played West Virginia earlier this season they were shooting 64% from the line before playing Oklahoma State, and then they missed one. So, you know, if teams are going to get free throw luck against us, we got to hit ours when we get them. Oklahoma State hasn't secured a win in Fort Worth since Jawan Evans was running the offense, the 2016-2017 season, which when I say out loud, like, that doesn't sound like that long ago, but then I remember it's 2022, and it's been too long since... Oklahoma State's gone to Fort Worth and come out with a win. Uh, Mike Boynton talked about it, not being able to get over that hump. Isaac Likely talked about it. 
Speaking of Isaac Likely, for as tough as that loss was, we were reminded what it is that he brings to this team. His back had to be killing him after that game. He completely carried the Cowboys in the second half, and maybe that sounds selfish to say, but I'm saying it on his behalf, so I think it's fine. He did everything in his power to climb us out of that hole. He scored a team-high 19 points, 17 of which came in the second half. He also had six rebounds and five assists. Avery Anderson followed Isaac Likely with 14 points. Keelan Boone and Tyree Kill each had their second game in a row with multiple blocks, three and two respectively. So the blocking going very well for Oklahoma State. It just seems like we're struggling to put everything together. When the defense is playing really well, the offense is struggling. And when the offense is hitting on every, you know, firing on all their cylinders, then the defense seems to struggle and we can't seem to get both components going at the same time. And that makes it really hard to win games. They are close in a lot of these. It's It's been a brutal season to watch. But like I said, sometimes our offense shows up, sometimes our defense, and in the game, it'll go back and forth several times. But we cannot get both going. This team continues to hustle and compete in spite of all the NCAA nonsense that makes you mad every time you think about it. They're playing for each other. They're playing for their coach, for their school, but nothing else. There's no like light at the end of this tunnel right now, not through this season. And to go out there and hustle and play the way that they're playing, in spite of all of that, I think speaks volumes to their character, to their competitiveness, just who they are as, as players. Because... I can't imagine having to play through that and then dealing with tough losses like the one against Iowa State, like not being able to make that comeback against TCU. It's, boy, that could be real exhausting. I could see how that would be really exhausting. But on the bright side of things, Avery Anderson and Isaac Likely really showed out for the Cowboys uh, on Tuesday, and those are two guys that you need firing on every cylinder for the Cowboys' offense to work. So it was great to see them get going. The blocking, like I said, is is fantastic, just out of this world for the Cowboys. That's a great thing to have, but if you're not making your free throws and you're not rebounding the ball, that's always going to be an issue. That's like the one thing I've talked about. My mom really likes college basketball, like loves it. And since I was a kid, the rebounds, that's like her thing. If you're not rebounding the ball, let me tell you, she knows it and she will yell about it. She's going to talk to everybody that is willing to listen about it. You better rebound that basketball in honor of my mother. Next up, a Big 12 hoops update. That was weird. Next up, a Big 12 hoops update. But first, it's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars that can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Maybe better, they are coated in chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. 
In fact, Bilt Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Bilt.com often to see what's new. Go to Bilt.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Bilt.com. It's Super Week brought to you by Get Upside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than Locked On NFL Podcasts. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in L.A. all week covering the big game. So uh, I stand by this next statement fully, and I am willing to die on this hill, so I'm planting a flag. Don't come at me about how you disagree. I will not hear it. Argue with anyone else. There is not a harder conference in basketball to win in than Big 12 basketball. And I think a lot of people talk about how tough it is, but I truly believe it is the hardest conference to consistently win in. It's just insane how back and forth some of these teams go with each other. So I'm just going to break down kind of where everybody's at this week and heading into their next couple of games. And I'm just going to go in order of... Uh, conference records. So number seven, Kansas. Bill Self said during his Hawk Talk radio show that Kansas guard Remy Martin will not play on Saturday against Oklahoma after a fan collided with his knee when the Longhorn fans rushed the court after that uh, underdog victory. Self was fine with the rushing of the court, but Texas security didn't know what to do or how to handle it. And Maybe they weren't expecting it. Maybe that was the issue, but either way, it was mishandled. Texas was fined 15000 for the mishandling of the students rushing the floor, but Kansas hosts Oklahoma on Saturday after the upset loss to Texas. Number nine, Texas Tech. Texas Tech on Wednesday night took a stunning 55-70 to loss to Oklahoma. The Red Raiders took a five-point lead into halftime and then coughed it all up in the second half. They'll get dinged in the rankings for this loss, but they get a good matchup against TCU on Saturday. So, you know, it's a it, that was a, a surprising loss in my book. Number 10, Baylor, after a loss to Kansas. Baylor bounced back in what was a pretty easy win against Kansas State on Wednesday. Baylor's next two games are both against ranked opponents, Texas and then Texas Tech. Number 20, Texas. Texas is coming off an upset win against KU on Monday. It was a great game if you didn't have a rooting interest in it, if you were just watching because you enjoy college basketball. It was one of those games. The Longhorns have now beat the Jayhawks three times in a row in this series. Texas is the only team to have ever beat Bill Self's KU team three times in a row. The Longhorns have won five of their last six games, and they're headed to Waco to face Baylor on Saturday. After those four in the conference, we've got TCU. TCU keeps their NCAA tournament hopes alive after the matchup with Oklahoma State. Maybe that's why that loss stung a little bit. It's like a petty loss on top of just losing isn't fun. TCU has a tough test against Texas Tech on Saturday, especially since they will be coming off a loss. Not to say any Big 12 tests aren't hard. I talked about that at the beginning of the segment. I think it's the hardest conference in the league, but um, 
you know, that's an extra tough one. Kansas State fell to Baylor on Wednesday after wins against TCU and Oklahoma State. From a conference ranking standpoint, they have two easier matchups in Iowa State and West Virginia upcoming. Oklahoma State has West Virginia on Saturday. West Virginia is coming off a win against Iowa State to close out a seven-game losing streak. Their last win before that was the first meeting with Oklahoma State where they won 70-60. to West Virginia coach Bob Huggins mixed up the starting lineup before the Iowa State game, so it'll be interesting to see if he sticks with that new lineup against the Cowboys in Stillwater on Saturday. Oklahoma... Oklahoma grabbed a great win against Texas Tech on Wednesday and perfect timing too because now the Sooners have KU and Texas back-to-back. They go to KU, Texas is coming to Norman, but still two very big games back-to-back for the Sooners. Much like the rest of the Big 12, this is a good team with a good coach. It's just damn hard to win. And to finish off the Big 12 hoops update, Iowa State. Iowa State has lost their last three games. Their last Big 12 win was the one against us with that terrible offensive goaltending call. Can you tell I'm not over it? Boy, going through Big 12 hoops has been really irritating for me. I kind of knew that was going to happen this year, talking about basketball, knowing that there's no hope of a postseason. It's really the opposite of cathartic. Anyway, Iowa State's next matchup is Saturday against Kansas State. There is a ton of Big 12 basketball on Saturday. It will hold you over until the Super Bowl on Sunday. Tune into it because it is the most fun basketball there is to watch, in my opinion. Coming up, the 2022 NFL Scouting Combine invites win out. Cowboys are sending three players to perform in Indianapolis in March. But first, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football is reaching its end right to the big game this weekend. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts. Malcolm Rodriguez, Colby Harvell-Peel, and Jalen Warren received invites to the 2022 NFL Scouting Combine. I never get tired of talking about these guys. I never get tired of watching them play football. So I'm glad they get to show off their skills on a stage like the NFL Combine. It's also one of my favorite times of the year. I'm a pretty big NFL fan. I'm a pretty big fantasy football player. I watch a lot of uh, the rookie stuff to see who they're mocked to and what might play out for uh, fantasy landscapes. So I pay attention to a lot of this stuff anyway, and the Combine's so fun. I mean, I know a lot of it is arbitrary and maybe not all that necessary to measure, but we still do it and talk about it into oblivion. So I enjoy that part of it. It gives us something to talk about during the offseason. So let's talk about it. Malcolm Rodriguez gets invited to the NFL Combine. 
Should have been a no-brainer. Should have been a clear-cut candidate for an invite, but nothing is guaranteed, especially in the rookie scouting process. So I'm very glad that he's getting his chance to show off, especially because his height has been such a point of contention. It's it's such a big part of like all of his draft notes. It mentions his height being an issue. So I'm hoping that him playing live and in person and in front of these NFL coaches and executives, that they'll be able to realize that the height thing shouldn't really be an issue because he's an insane finisher and he's a ball hawk and just the way he plays, I think really cancels out the fact that height his he's not as tall as they want him to be. He finished the 2021 season with 130 tackles, 76 unassisted tackles, 14 and a half tackles for loss, three sacks, a bowl game interception, two fumbled re- fumbles recovered, and four fumbles forced. He just played in the NFL PA Bowl, where he finished with two tackles, a pass defended, and a forced fumble. His name is starting to gain a little bit more traction in the draft analyst circuit, as well as NFL fans of teams that need linebackers. We know someone's going to get really lucky with him, but it's nice that it's always a good indication when fans that are reading team mock drafts are picking up on these guys' names. So it was good to see that happening online in the last couple days. Colby Harvell Peel, another All-American whose invite should have been an easy yes, but I still felt the need to hold my breath about this one. Lots of talk around draft boards about how strong of a tackler he is. He's been mock drafted in the fifth and sixth rounds in the most recent mock drafts tracked by NFL's mock draft database. Harvell Peel also had a great showing alongside Malcolm Rodriguez at the NFL PA Bowl, so he's already got some attention and some traction growing around him. These were the two players that were pretty universally accepted as we're going to get an NFL Combine invite. This next one, Jalen Warren, surprised me. It surprised me. With no disrespect at all intended to Jalen Warren, I think he's seriously underrated. I have talked about that online. I could, I think he could make an impact for an NFL team, but I was not anticipating him having the chance to perform at the Combine. I think that's great. I think that means he's probably already caught some attention. He has the measurables down-packed. He is an NFL-sized running back, and his tape speaks volumes for his determination, his el- elusiveness, tackle-breaking ability. It'll be great to get a close-up look at that at him in early March when they go to uh, Indiana when they go to Indianapolis, but it it shocked me. And here's what I'm gonna say: if I was going to predict, if I had to bet on an Oklahoma State offensive player getting an invite to the combine, I would have bet on Tay Martin nine out of ten times, and the one out of ten would have just been like hedging my own bet. He just had an incredible showing with good production at the Shrine Bowl. I'm just so stunned that he did not get invited to go to Indianapolis for this. I'm, I'm not sure what else he needed to do to get on the NFL radar. And this isn't an Oklahoma State bias thing. There are a lot of draft analysts that have Tay as one of the biggest snubs for this year's combine. Tay Martin will have Oklahoma State's Pro Day on March 24th to show the NFL what he brings to the table, but 
it's just such a bummer he didn't get invited. I would have bet that he would have, and and I'm disappointed that he isn't going to get the chance to show what he's made of there. And just a little footnote on the Combine invites, Jelani Woods also got an invite, former Oklahoma State tight end that transferred to Virginia last season. He was another player whose stock rose during the Shrine Bowl alongside Tay Martin, but he did get the invite to the Combine. I'm keeping tabs on him. I enjoy watching Jelani Woods play. I'm glad he went somewhere that was able to highlight him so that he has this future he's looking at right now. I will, of course, check back in on these guys when it starts. It's the first week of March. I'm looking very forward to it, but like I said, I will definitely check back in with them. Make sure to check back in tomorrow. We're talking Oklahoma State Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. Now head to your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q and expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Pokes!